This is the Cafe American Podcast. I am your host, Christian. Uh, this You can hear me all over the place now, apparently. You can go onto Stitcher. You can go onto Podbean, YouTube, and you can find my Instagram page at uh, Cafe American Podcast. I think that's what it is. Just look up Cafe American and fire it up. You can see me on there. And finally, Cafe American Podcast on Instagram. And finally, you can also uh, look for me on something else that I can't remember right now. I forgot what it was. I don't know. I'm all over the place. Just look up Cafe American Podcast, fired up Google, and you'll be able to find me everywhere because now I'm at the top of the list. I used to wrestle with a restaurant over in, in uh, I think, Denmark for the top spot in a google search but now i have come out on top of the top three and that's for me so the, uh, another bit of exciting news as i sip from my coffee is that i shall be joining a podcasting network and i'll be doing a show with another individual her name is aurora and it is going to be a bi-weekly podcast it's not really going to focus on politics so much as it is going to focus on the esoteric metaphysical and energy work it's something that i like to do something that i really really enjoy and also i uh, i have a fetish and that fetish is going not sexual well i could tell you about that too uh but that fetish really really focuses on uh origin myths and where mankind comes from and you can find all sorts of evidence that whatever you've been told uh from a religious standpoint actually the religious standpoint not so much but from a factual quote-unquote standpoint uh, from the mainstream academics is really just really just a steaming pile of bullshit. Uh, they are in their jobs, just like everybody else, if they disprove what they're set out to prove, even if it's true, then they're out of a job. That's pretty much how academia works, so on and so forth. They, they rely on supposed logic, and then when that logic disproves what they're trying to uh, maintain, then forget about it. It's all destroy all the evidence. So today I'm not really going to focus on politics or two things I'm going to talk about. The first one is the nonsensical confrontation between Nathan Phillips, the uh, Native American, the recon ranger, and that little punk kid. Uh, he's got that big nose and stupid smirk. He's over there and he's standing in front of Nathan Phillips. We've all seen the videos and we've all seen the videos of all the um, of the rest of his classmates. And they're all a bunch of morons. They're catcalling, they're chanting MAGA and everything else. However, the confrontation that we should really focus on is Nathan Phillips and how all of the mainstream media morons and their ilk are continuing to maintain that Nathan Phillips is this altruistic Vietnam veteran. And he is there because he served our country and goddammit, he stands up for the rights of the little guys. Well, it turns out that Nathan Phillips is nothing more than a fucking liar, just like everybody else. He repaired refrigerators. He went AWOL a couple of times. And I don't even think he was honorably, say that three times fast, discharged. I think he was dishonorably discharged. So then he never served in Vietnam. He never left the United States if he even left his own state. So this whole thing about him being so and it's it's all bullshit just like everything else. He was a mechanic. He was a fridge mechanic. And the awful thing, and this is just one more one more example 
of how they are literally fighting for your opinion and fighting for your mind. Google, Snopes, and a couple of other quote-unquote fact-checking organizations, they will not correct anything about Nathan Phillips. They still have him out there as a Vietnam veteran, a recon ranger. And nobody knows what a recon ranger is, by the way. And they refuse to acknowledge the fact that he's a lying punk. I don't care how old he is. He was in the, I think he was in the Marine Reserves. He's, he's a nobody. And on top of that, on top of that, uh, he's, he's been known to be hired by Democrat organizations and uh, like almost as if he was a professional protester. So he, he was looking for a fight because that's what he's paid to do. He's looking to confront people and get into other people's faces. That's his fucking job. And he did exactly that. I'm sure he was paid handsomely. I'm sure he's going to get a book deal out of all this, too. So the whole thing about Nathan Phillips, one more pile of bullshit that you can't believe. The second thing that every – actually, maybe I'll talk about three things with politics. The, the, the second thing is going to be real quick. It is that the shutdown is over for three weeks. Now, everybody is touting how the old gray mayor, Nancy Pelosi, won the day. She is standing up for all of the federal workers that were furloughed and how we can only rely on Nancy Pelosi to get the job done in Washington. No, you can't. You can't. And I, I really, really am looking forward to seeing how Donald Trump is going to react within 15 days Schumer and uh, not 15 days three weeks 21 days so Schumer and Pelosi and all of the Democrats they're saying yes we decided to negotiate with Donald Trump to open up the government and we have according to Donald Trump himself a, a handshake agreement we have an understanding that this must happen the government must open again and in the meantime now that the government is open we can finally start talking about the wall and what we're going to do about securing the southern border even though even though i think almost three times the amount of people um that overstay their visas come from canada not mexico but that's neither here nor there so do you and now even though they said all of that, we've got Democrat House representatives that are introducing legislation to say that Donald Trump can't fund the wall. So, I mean, it doesn't it's it's a joke. I I kind of get why Donald Trump had to do it, because he is literally, literally taking money out of people or taking food off of people's dinner tables and taking money out of people's pockets. He can't win this one, really. Uh, unless he decided to pay people on a personal with a personal check, which he probably could do. Now, the funny thing is, is that they will not give Donald Trump $5.7 billion to start the wall. All of the estimates about if he really wanted to start and building uh, start building a wall along the southern border, it would take him close to $30 billion, if not $60 billion, to get the quote-unquote beautiful wall uh, along the southern border. So he's not even asking for the full amount. He's asking for literally... Almost a sixth at the minimum of what it could take. Actually, a fifth, sorry, of what it could take. The funny part about this is, is that Nancy's and, and Chuck's shutdown cost Americans $6 billion. So Trump was asking for less money than it cost the shut, than it cost Americans, than it cost for the government to shut down. And they're touting this as a v great victory. 
all right, we'll see what happens. I really don't think Trump is going to be that happy come February 15th. There's a lot of things that are going to happen between then and now, and I seriously <laughs> – I'm really looking forward to the fist fight that occurs because of that. And finally, the one final political thing that I'm going to talk about is Roger Stone being arrested. Now, of course, Robert Mueller – has to be the over-the-top, fat, big-headed asshole that he always is. And even though he gets Roger Stone on literally bullshit, bullshit charges, there's no other way to put this, okay? He wasn't colluding with Russia. He wasn't doing any—Muller was set out and unleashed to go after anybody that was colluding with Russia and hacked the election of 2016. He hasn't found shit. And oh, oh my God, if you look at Twitter, your head will spin. Oh, we finally got all of Trump's people. They were indicted or this or that. Or none of them, none of them are talking about collusion. None of them are talking about conspiracy. None of them are talking about treason. None of, the, none of it is that. All most of this shit is, is Mueller saying, well, you didn't say verbatim what we have in the transcripts of your phone records, so you're nailed. You've now lied to a federal grand jury or a federal investigation. Not, you didn't lie to a grand jury, but you're, you've now lied to us. And so you have broken federal law. You're in the clink. That's all he's doing. And, and if we're to go along with this logic that you lied to an investigation or you lied to the FBI, right? and then we're going to arrest you, then how come no one's going after Comey, Stroke, Page, Bruce Orr, Nellie Orr? Nellie Orr is Bruce Orr's wife, who just happened to pick up and brush up on her ham radio skills when she was working for Fusion GPS and coordinating with Christopher Steele to, to get the Christopher Steele dossier. So, so on and so forth. Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Loretta Lynch, so you got the whole list. How come nobody is indicting those people? How come nobody is showing up with SWAT teams at their door and arresting them at 6 a.m. and leaking that you're going to arrest somebody to CNN and, uh, at 6 a.m.? That's, that's what happened with Roger Stone. Now, if you are indicting somebody and you are going to arrest somebody like Roger Stone for bullshit— with FBI SWAT team members, then why is CNN outside the door an hour before the arrest? How could CNN videotape and record the whole thing and have reporters on the scene an hour before the event was supposed to occur if this event is supposed to be hush-hush and a secret and nobody is supposed to know about it? How could they know about it? Exactly. It's the same kind of bullshit. The Mueller investigation is riddled with leakers, and they're breaking federal law by doing that. And the Mueller investigation is not going after the real culprits, which is all of them that I mentioned, plus some more. Because they've done the same fucking thing that all of Trump's people have done. They've all lied about it. They've all destroyed evidence. They've all done it. So count one of Roger Stone was obstructed. Uh, that he obstructed the House Committee's investigation by denying he had emails or other documents about WikiLeaks-related contacts. 
big deal. Emails to anyone concerning the allegations, Stone was asked, of hacked documents or any discussion you have had with third parties about WikiLeaks. Stone answered he did not. However, his emails apparently said something else. So this is obstruction. Okay, big deal. He asks if a third party who was connected to WikiLeaks or may have been connected to WikiLeaks. It could, in fact, have been an FBI plant that Roger Stone was coordinating with or asking about. He wasn't even trying to get the dirt. He was only trying to see when these documents would be dumped. When would WikiLeaks leak these documents? That's all he was trying to do. Count two, he was. Uh, I think he's nailed for seven counts. Count two was uh, specific statements to the House Committee uh, and he did not have emails. He said this. He said he didn't have emails, but in fact, it probably he did. Count three alleges that Stone lied when he said that Credico was his only go-between to Assange, when in fact Stone also was in contact with Jerome Corsi for the same purpose. Okay. Count four alleges that Stone lied when he said he did not ask Credico to communicate anything to Assange, when in fact Stone asked both Credico and Corsi to get in touch with Assange to pass on requests for documents Stone believed would be damaging to the Clinton campaign. Okay, so he's going through intermediaries to try and find out and try to obtain documents that they're only going to release anyway. So what? Count 5 alleges that Stone lied when he told the House that he and Credico did not communicate via text message or email about WikiLeaks. Stone told the committee that two the, the two talked over the phone when, in fact, according to the indictment, Stone and Credico engaged in frequent written communications via email and text message. Big deal. Count six alleges that Stone lied when he testified that he had never discussed his conversations with Credico with anyone at the Trump campaign. When, in fact, Stone spoke to multiple individuals involved in the Trump campaign about what he had claimed to have learned from his intermediary to WikiLeaks. Count 7 is a witness tampering charge alleging that Stone tried to convince Credico to take the fifth or lie to the House committee about whether or not he had contacts with WikiLeaks or intermediaries thereof. So... What the, the most recent headline about all of this was that he was released on a $250,000 bail and he left court that saying that he will not plead guilty to charges brought about by Mueller. There is no circumstance whatsoever, he said, under which I will bear false witness against the president, nor will I make up lies to ease the pressure on myself. So it seems as though Roger Stone is going to go down fighting and go down swinging, and I hope that he does and puts an end to all of this hypocritical bullshit. If you want to see, I mean, oh my God, if you want to see anything about hypocrisy, you should look at that bowling ball-headed moron, John Brennan. And John Brennan, by the way, is up to his eyeballs in this stuff. Up to his eyeballs in this stuff. And so, it, there's another article, I'll get to it another time because I don't want to focus on it, even though I, I'm doing it now, even though I said I wouldn't, uh, it's, it's a fantastic article. And it talks all about how the United Kingdom and Britain in, Britain, blah, British intelligence is up to their eyeballs in trying to sink Trump and make this look like it was a foreign nation interfering in an American election. Up to his eyeballs in this. Anyway. 
you want to talk about collusion and conspiracy, you have to look at the losers in this whole equation. And that would be the Democrats and Democrat-leaning globalists. I'm serious about this. Pardon me. Anyway, I wanted to get to other things. And some of these other things come out of science fiction books. I'm not kidding. This is serious stuff. So there was a Freedom of Information Act request that released essentially what the government has been working on. And what they've been working on is frightening. Absolutely frightening. We'll start with the easy stuff. Inertial electrostatic confinement fusion. Excuse me. What? So we all know what inertia is. So what they're trying to do, what they're trying to do is saying we have an object and it is creating electrostatic energy, basically rubbing your feet on the carpet. And what we want to do is use that energy, friction, to create the energy necessary to process fusion and contain the fusion. Ex you're basically talking about manipulating the properties of a material on an airplane or a car or whatever else to create electrostatic energy that transfers that energy into a device that allows you to propel said device or propel said vehicle with fusion. Fusion that supposedly nobody can have yet. Okay, let's go on to number two. A pulsed high-power microwave technology. Oh, so this story is interesting. Pulsed high-power microwave technology is literally taking your microwave confining the beam of the microwave into a certain distance or certain some circumference or whatever and then pulsing that energy onto an object to basically boil it in its own juices the military already has something like that and they've used it since the first gulf war which is all the way back in 1991 and they use it to, to do what they use it for crowd control too they say it's always a non-lethal device for dispersing crowds. And people feel hot and agitated like it's burning, but in fact they're not burning. Well, yes, they are burning, just like a regular microwave. It, you're going to burn from the inside out. There's no physical, external uh, symptoms or signs of you being microwaved. But yes, in fact, you are being microwaved with this technology. Now, here's another interesting story. Pulsed microwave, high, uh, pulsed high-power microwave technology was being researched. There was a Russian satellite. This Russian satellite was it, they. The Russians lost control of it. It was a telescope, and it was a satellite, a telescopic satellite. Some people may call this. It was out there amongst the stars, looking at everything, casually observing what it is to be out there in space. However, there is one thing, one thing that's very important, and one thing that they were trying to detect, and this one thing that they were trying to detect was a maser. 
M-A-S-E-R. Essentially, think of a laser just using microwave technology. So instead of a beam of light, you have a beam of microwave energy. Now, you go, what in the fuck would they need that for? The second thing is this. Why in the fuck do they need a telescope that detects masers coming from space? Next, how do they know where to look for a maser? Finally, who is shooting masers at Earth? Does You're thinking, uh, wait a minute. And now we have the government, the United States government, looking for ways to uh, um, basically use pulsed microwave, high-power microwave technology. I can't fucking speak today. Use pulsed high-power microwave technology. Now, what's interesting about pulsed high-power microwave technology is that we can look towards the California fires where all of a sudden houses were engulfed in flames, yet the, the surrounding shrubbery and trees were left untouched. Not everywhere, but in a fair amount of places. And you can also find videos on YouTube where you see beams of light igniting fires in California. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? The next thing, advanced space propulsion based on vacuum space-time metric engineering. Mm. So you're talking about propulsion in a vacuum. Now, the funny thing about this is if you're in a vacuum, then there's no friction. And if you're in a vacuum with no friction, then every single movie and every single documentary that you've seen with a spaceship using these little tiny thrusters that go psh, 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 to rearrange it so that it connects with whatever docking station it is, is false. Because you can psh, psh, psh all you want, but since there's no friction in a vacuum, it's not going to fucking do anything. So now, what, what does this mean? It means two things. Either they're all lying to you. Well, they are lying to you. That's, that's without question. It means that either A, space is not a vacuum, or B, what they're trying to do here is they're trying to literally navigate within wormholes, within the fabric of space-time. Ooh, so we're talking about ripping the fabric of three-dimensional reality so that they can navigate through dimensions. Okay, hello, CERN. Now, the other part of this that's interesting, it's a sidebar, just like most of my stories, is this. If you go back to ancient texts, and we're talking really ancient texts, Babylonia, Aztec, Mayan, the Vedic texts, all of those, a lot of the words that these ancients use for continents or land masses or pyramids are the same words that they use for planets. Interesting. Also, a lot of these cultures interchangeably use the words for ocean with abyss, and ocean and abyss also means space.
Are you starting to get the picture here? A lot of these ancient texts, and also God's names are associated with planets. A lot of these ancient texts are telling you something, and they're telling you that space is equivalent to an ocean. And all of a sudden, everything starts to click for you because then you have where the flood comes from in biblical times. The, the, the waters of the heavens came crashing down to earth. We're starting to see that maybe space is not a void. Maybe space is actually filled with something, and that something is probably water. Ain't that some shit for you? And also, if we're talking about the Atlantis myth, you can also look towards the, uh, the asteroid belt just off of Mars. And if you're talking about a civilization that crashes and gets submerged in water and is destroyed, then maybe we have to look there. Because then all of it makes sense if we are referencing and using the same terminology that a lot of these ancient civilizations use. A continent or a planet is destroyed and engulfed in water or space. This is big stuff, and this is cutting edge. We're really starting to get somewhere with this. Another one that the United States government was looking for was the invisibility cloak, which this is old hat. You can go on YouTube and you can find uh, videos of American soldiers appearing out of nowhere. So look that up. That's, that's easy to do, and that's not really going to take a lot of time.